One thing after another all this week, there have been weird things happening around me. So I'm going to respond by being very weird with this episode and making it very, very short. So from the Vault 319 recording room, this is the Tweakwell Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host with a lisp. Happy Friday to you. Welcome to another episode of the Two Equal Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you very much for giving me a shot. Go back and listen to some older episodes. I'm pretty sure you'll find even more things that you'd like from me. Uh, But if you've been rocking with us for a while, I thank you very much for tuning back in. Hey, it's going to be a short show because just like I said in the opening, it's been a weird week, so I'm not going to hold you up. I'm going to make sure we get through the news today. We're going to talk about secret invasion. We're going to talk about the last episode and I'm, I'm going to give you my thoughts as a whole for that whole series because there's a lot of things about it that I like but there's a whole lot of things that I didn't like especially after that last episode and uh, then we're going to go to the last call and we're going to get out of here we're going to enjoy our weekend we're going to uh, get together with our families and our friends we're going to have some fun I mean hell you don't even got to do anything with them just sit by yourself read enjoy a cup of coffee a cup of tea or something and just you know take care of yourself you know how we do uh, but besides that without further ado let's get right to the news so we're going to kick off today's news by doing two birthdays firstly let's start with the og of the consoles the nintendo the the nes it turned 40 years old earlier this week that which means i'm a little bit older than the nintendo i thought i was about the same age or maybe it was maybe a year or two older than me but it's the other way around uh, apparently so uh so that kind of that's kind of weird because i remember having the nintendo when i was maybe six or seven and it was almost brand new maybe i'm just Maybe I just got it late and didn't notice it or anything because I know we had an Atari for a long time. But yeah, the, the OG console, the one that really brought gaming home and from the arcades uh, for everybody, it turned 40 years old. That's that's something. That's a big thing. I, I wish Nintendo was as popular now as it used to be. And it's something about their, it's not even about their uh, their consoles or their gaming systems. Their, their gaming systems are fantastic. The Switch is awesome. The GameCube is awesome. All of them have been great, but for some other reason, their games just don't hit like they used to. I guess uh, if, if Nintendo could get out of its own way and get some uh, third-party games on their systems, I, I guarantee you they'd be bigger than PlayStation or Xbox or even PC. I promise you that and our other birthday is for my hometown my city the city that i love detroit michigan it turned 322 years old it was founded july 24th in 1701 as a trading post by the french and by their uh allies in the uh in, of the native native indigenous folk here um if you ever look at the Detroit flag, it, it, it has four different uh, sections to it. One for the French, one for uh, the English who fought over it, one for the uh, indigenous folk, and another section for the um, 
uh, for the United States. And and I love my city. I, my cousin told me the other day when I was talking to her uh, that nobody loves Detroit more than me. You know what? She's right. I, I see the inherent beauty to my city, whether anybody else sees it or not. There was a reason why Detroit was once called the Paris of the of the of the West. And there was a reason why we were called the, the arsenal of democracy during World War One and World War Two. This city has seen its ups and its down and its people. It, we are just like our city. You can hit us. You can knock us down. You can break everything. You can tell us that we're nothing, but we will still stand. And I am just like my city. I love my city to death and nobody will ever tell me any different. We go right into talking about Saturn news because Hollywood is still in a shutdown. The The WGA strike hits today as of today, day 87, uh, and the SAG after strike hits as of today, day 14. Both of those strikes are still going on because the AMPTP refuses to come to the table and talk to either side of, of these strikes. And I think it is just sad there is so much money to go around and they can pay writers more they can pay actors more they can actually split up some of the money that they make off of streaming and allow these people to have money you i mean just look at look at the statistics most of the people that we see in these movies do not even have enough money for health insurance i go to work every day i get it and i don't make as much money as like the top one percent of the rest of the country and that's including actors and whatnot but i still have health insurance there are people like Michelle Hurd. You need to go look at her, uh, look at her interview right after the uh, uh, SAG after strike started, and you'll understand where she lays it out point blank flat about how everything is in Hollywood. Most people, people like her, people we can go day on TVs, in commercials, in movies, whether they're in the background or they're starring, and they still and these actors, unless you're like I said before, like Tom Cruise or Denzel or The Rock or John Cena, any of these big big names that show up in movies over and over, like Cillian Murphy now in Oppenheimer or Margot Robbie now in Barbie. Um, most outside of those handful of people, those that top one percent most people aren't even breaking $30,000 a year. And that is insane. These people need more money. I, just like you and me, we go to work every day and we need more. So do they. Inflation, inflation is hitting everybody. These are not multi-millionaires we're talking about. These are just regular blue collar folk. And the AMPTP needs to get their head out of their ass. Go back to the go back to the table and be fair about these things. Because if they don't, they're going to lose a hell of a lot more than face. They are going to lose their way of life. And I can see Hollywood being... Remember what happened to baseball when baseball went on strike because the uh, owners didn't want to pony up any more money? You notice that baseball never recovered from that, right? I think that we may be headed toward that with, with the exact same thing with Hollywood, where we see a day where Hollywood is just, you know, a thing that nobody even talks about anymore. So let's take a minute and talk about comic books, shall we? There are a handful of comic books that are on the horizon or already out that I have to run to the store and get uh, before this weekend is over. X-Men, the Hellfire Gala 2023, number one, just dropped and I am on my way to get it. I have had the preview issues for a couple of weeks now and I have been reading them back and forth and it is good. I can't wait to see how the Hellfire Gala turns out this year. Um, also, Victory, number one and two are already out. Now, if you don't know Victory, Victory is a side character from the Vampirella series that has now reached its 50th anniversary. I remember Vampirella when I was a kid and I remember the character Victory and now she has her own series. I mean, it's a black woman and she's a vampire. How am I not going to like this, right? <laughs> so, uh, and so this series focuses just on her. I think it's going to be a limited run. I don't think it's going to be very long. Uh, but yeah, episode of um, uh, 
the, the first two issues are already out and i am definitely going to go read these if you don't know it i suggest you read it it is a very good like a uh, vampire character but you know it's 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 vampirella it's it's right up that alley right along with that that sort of kitschy vampire stuff from the from the 70s and 80s it's, it's great stuff if you've never read it you need to read it and coming this october is going to be quite quite possibly the most ridiculous idea of a comic book and when i heard about it i'm all for it we're going to get justice league versus godzilla versus king kong and that comes out October 17th. And they, they have a trailer, uh, uh, surprisingly, for the uh, for the for a comic that's coming out in October. But if you want to see that trailer, it's over on the Instagram page at the underscore tweakle underscore pod over on Instagram. The trailer is ridiculous. The whole idea of the story is ridiculous. But it does fit DC. What is DC? DC has always been God's and monsters and that's what we're getting and guess what like i said it's going to be a complete farce but i'm all for it and this is just right up my alley this is about as ridiculous of an idea for a comic book series of a, of a story that i can possibly think of and i'm okay with that so that comes out october 17th and i can't wait to read it so while we wait for the word on who the next person to play James Bond is going to be in the 007 series, maybe we found our own director. So there is a report and there is word from the man himself, Christopher Nolan, saying that he would love to direct another or uh, his own uh, James Bond film. That would actually work. Christopher Nolan is really good at drama. Now, I've seen a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. I don't like all of them, but I like the vast majority of them i love his directorial style everything he does has a very realistic gritty feel to it which coming off of the uh, daniel craig run as james bond it would fit going forward with his directorial style so if they do tap him to do a james bond movie i'm going to be all for it now will it turn out great i don't know but that would be a good prick for a director of a james bond film so let's see if they actually pick it so if you're anything like me, you are a big fan of the Mad Max series. I'm uh, going back to the original films, a uh, couple of the comics, uh, everything that they've ever done with uh, Mad Max and, and like Beyond Thunderdome and even Fury Road, which I didn't love as much as everybody else. But I still really liked the movie. It was still really good. I am just a big fan of the series. The one thing that they haven't had is a television or streaming, I guess you could say series. Well, that is in the works it seems so it looks like george miller and uh his original partner they're going to do a series for the mad max franchise now there is another movie coming out next year furiosa it was actually supposed to come out this year but as you know because of the uh, pandemic and everything you got pushed back to 2024 um yeah like i said that comes out next year i want to say that's in may but the series itself is just now starting to get in development uh i don't know where they would go with the series i personally would want them to go back to the beginning of the apocalypse that set everything in motion see how everything got started and how it all uh, uh, builds up to Max himself uh, who was originally played by uh, Mel Gibson in the first uh, three movies I would love to see that but whatever they do I hope they do it as well as they did with Tom Hardy and Fury Road in 2015 because that movie like I said I didn't love it as much as everybody else but I still thought it was a very 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 good film so let's hope Furiosa is really good and let's hope if they actually do this series they pull it off and it is just as good as everything else in the franchise. 
Now, while I may not be one of the biggest fans of Netflix right now with everything going on with WGA and SAG after, I'm still going to report on things that they do that I find very interesting. And two things that I find very interesting are the animes that they are bringing out. And up first, Dark Souls. Now, the Dark Souls is a trilogy of video games that has yet to see any type of anime adaptation. But apparently, Netflix is now working on bringing that uh, video game series to life inside of an anime. Uh, Netflix is not giving up on making animes. Uh, they've had some really good ones in the past, including Castlevania, and they are working toward trying to bring Zelda also to life inside of an anime. But the anime that they are doing now that will be out soon, it was just announced and the trailer is over on our Instagram page. Castlevania. Castlevania is back with another series. It's called Castlevania Nocturne, and it will follow the descendant of Trevor Belmont, Richter Belmont. Now, if you know anything about the series, then you know where Richter Belmont comes from. If you don't know, I just alluded to it. He is a descendant of the Belmont line. Uh, I want to say he's uh, 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 his grandson. I can't remember from the video games. I haven't played the video games in so long, but yeah, they are uh, directly from the video game franchise. The Castlevania anime the original one the first one was fantastic easily 10 out of 10 for me it is quite possibly the best anime adaptation of a video game that i have ever seen so i have high hopes for castlevania nocturne this is the same studio same writer same animator same air same voice actors doing newer roles so hopefully uh castlevania nocturne hits a home run just like the original i think it will like i said if you want to see the trailer it is over on the instagram page go watch it enjoy it it is fantastic just to look at like i said the, it was a home run with the first series and i think that this one will be another home run so ryan reynolds is either a madman or a complete genius now I say that because he's teaming up with the original creator james fusco to bring back alf <laughs> yes alf the alien life form from the 80s cult show will be resurrected with new storylines but they will be integrated with advertisement from some of ryan reynolds mini companies like mint mobile and whatever the name of the aviation gin and fun fubo and a couple of other things i just want to see alf again i absolutely loved that show when i was a kid it was so funny uh the fact that he loves to eat cats and i am not a cat person that kind of tickles me but uh yeah i can't wait to see how this works everything that ryan reynolds seems to touch over the last couple of years has either been gold or really good one of the other uh besides that obviously we can't wait to see the deadpool movie when it does finally arrive with hugh jackman as wolverine please lord do not let him wear that stupid mask either way ryan reynolds is the man and he's just doing everything that all of us nerds would love to do so let's talk box office, shall we? Barbie just passed $500 million, sitting at just around 530 to be exact. That puts her at number six of the top 10 movies thus far this year. Number 10 is Mission Impossible 7. Number nine, John Wick 4. Eight, Transformers Rise of the Beast. Seven, Ant-Man 3. Six, Barbie, as I said. Number five, The Little Mermaid. Number four, Across the Spider-Verse. Three, Fast X, number two, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three, and number one, Super Mario Brothers with 1.35 billion. All of these movies tells me two things. One, people really do want to go to the movies and see films. Actually, it tells me three things. One, people do want to go to the theater and see films. They don't want to sit at home and see streaming all the time. Number two, this tells me that uh, of all the movies that people want to see, 
franchises rule the day very few films that are one-offs or or original scripts are making the type of money that franchises are making that's why the theaters that's why movies uh from the companies are being made with franchises because people don't go see one-off original movies as much and the other thing is you can stop telling me that people are tired of superhero movies of the top 10 movies you have guardians of the galaxy you have across the spider-verse you have ant-man People don't care. If the movie's good, they will go sit in theaters to watch it. It's okay to do a big blockbuster film as long as the story and the action is cohesive. That's why Mission Impossible and John Wick 4 and even Transformers, which after the franchise took such a big hit over the last two films, I would say actually over the last three films before this one, uh, to see that one in the top 10 still, that that warms my heart. I'm a big Transformers fan. So, um I just I just know people want to go to the movie theaters. Uh, I would like them to do more original movies, but we're going to have to wait until after the strikes are over and then we can start talking about doing original films on top of doing blockbusters uh, franchise films. Now, with the success of the Barbie movie doing $530 million so far in such a short run, Mattel has decided to go all in and they've announced a lot of live action upcoming movies based on a lot of the toys that they have. Now, outside of doing the uh, Barbie movie, they're talking about doing number one, a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, and that is being uh, helped being produced and directed and written and probably going to star vin diesel i don't understand why they would want to do this movie we already did a rock'em sock'em robot movie it came out long time ago it starred hugh jackman it was called real steel and it was actually a really good movie but they've already done that one i don't know why they would want to double back and do it again but considering that we were talking about franchise movies maybe that's why other other uh mattel toys that are uh, slated to have a live action movie thomas the tank uh yeah I don't know how that uh, how that'll happen. Major Matt Mason. I have no idea who that is. More likely some of you parents with kids who, who enjoy that stuff. American Girl, another dial movie. Viewmaster, Polly Pocket, The Magic Eight Ball. Now, if that's not a horror movie, I don't know what you want to what you would want to do in a Magic Eight Ball movie for. That should be a horror movie, if anything. Hot Wheels. Now I can see Hot Wheels being a movie, right? But you need live action like real big cars you don't need toys if you're gonna do a hot wheels car do it with real toys i mean don't do it with toys do it with real cars matchbox same thing that i said about hot wheels also applies to matchbox wishbone i don't know how that will turn out uh but wishbone could be a good kids movie i mean it's about dog so that's a good kid movie barney again kids movie we've seen them do movies like that with with puppets over it as long as it's a kids movie that's fine and the one that i'm looking at on this list that makes me scratch my head uno yes mattel owns uno and they're doing an uno movie there's only one way an uno movie will make sense to me it has to be a damn near all black cast it has to be at a cookout and the fight has to break out in the middle of the game if you don't understand that then you are not playing uno properly and that is the god's honest truth uh why are they why are they trying to turn all these toy franchises into movies maybe because i already said it right they, as long as it's a franchise people will go see it because they don't really watch one-off <laughs> uh original movies all that much so let's end our news segment today the same way we started our news segment today talking about a birthday and that birthday is my absolute favorite cartoon character 
Marvin the Martian. So Marvin the Martian debuted in 1948, July 24th to be exact, 1948. That's 74 years ago in the uh, episode short of the Looney Tunes episode short, Hair Devil Hair. Now, Marvin the Martian is my absolute favorite. Most people fell in love with Bugs Bunny or, you know, other cartoon characters such as like Mickey Mouse or whatever. Or maybe even Tasmanian Devil. Me, I was always a Marvin the Martian fan. And it's crazy to think that he only ever appeared in those original Looney Tunes. Only ever appeared in five of those shorts. And he did not actually have a name for almost 30 years. But then they gave him the name Marvin Martian. And then the the in the middle of those two names was added a few years after that. It is insane to think that he only ever appeared in five of those cartoons and such, left such an indelible mark on so many of us so many of us especially me i have a wallet with marvin the martian on it given to me by my kids for my birthday one year i even have marvin the martian tattooed on my arm he has always been my favorite he will always be my favorite and you might ask yourself why because he's the oddball out when you think about cartoon characters there's only actually two two aliens in looney tunes you have marvin the martian and you have his pet monster gossamer that's the big hairy red beast that's where he came from he's he's a basically a product of marvin the martian and he was always and uh, marvin was always my favorite he will always be so happy birthday marvin thank you very much for all the enjoyment that you're giving me that's all the news for today uh we'll be right back we're going to talk about secret secret invasion uh don't forget to check our instagram page at the underscore tweakle underscore pod on instagram for other things like trailers and other news that i don't get to talk about plus a lot of random nonsense and a lot of fun things that i put on there from time to time uh like i said we'll, we'll be right back i'm gonna take a break and we're gonna talk about and break down the last episode and the entire series for secret invasion The final episode of Secret Invasion, titled Home, brings a close to the Skrull insurgency on Earth as Nick Fury leads his counterinsurgency with the few friends that he has left. The motley, cobbled-together crew of Fury, Vara, Gaia, and Sonya Fallsworth throw themselves headlong into the fight with little to no idea of what to do. And that is the theme of the final episode and the series as a whole. A team cobbled together with no idea where they're headed next. So to review this episode would be an exercise in unnecessary action. For a series that was all about move and counter-move between Fury and Gravik, very little happened in the last episode in way of memorable activity. Yes, we got Fury saying goodbye to Vara and Gaia. We got Gaia disguised as Fury confronting Gravik. And Fury later heads to the hospital where President Ritson is located to confront Squirrel Rhodey with the help of Sonya Fallsworth. Gravik is actually given the harvest and turns himself into the super scroll we all wanted to see. Unbeknownst to him, though, the fury he's talking to is actually Gaia in disguise. She becomes a super scroll as well and duels Gravik, with each using various powers from the other Avengers and a few villains like Ebony Maw. Predictably, Gaia wins and kills Gravik at the end of their fight. Also predictably, Fury and Fallsworth are able to expose Rhodey as the scroll Rava. This allows President Ritson to call off the strike on the Russian installation where the real Rhodes and the real Agent Ross are being held captive with so many others. In the end, even with the drama of the show's ending in the balance, this particular episode fell flat 
in its anticlimactic finish with so many story beats being highly predictable and with so many other story beats not being addressed at all. Overall, the series was good, not great. At its best, Secret Invasion excelled with its tone and dialogue. Sam Jackson as Fury was a treat as usual, and his back and forth with Charlene Woodard as his wife Vara was pitch perfect, considering we only get to see their lived-in, emotionally charged relationship for only a few moments. Amelia Clark as Gaia was really good, but I wish she had actually become Abigail Brand like my theory in the end. There's still time, though. The MCU is long, and we got a lot more movies and TV shows to get to. The highlight for me, though, was Olivia Coleman as Fallsworth. She was scary, but delightfully so for her entire run. And with her teaming with Gaia at the show's end, I can see a large shift in power towards the Brits and the MCU. They even have their own team of super-powered super individuals, a couple of them actually being mutants. So let's see how that actually turns out. Secret Invasion, to me, made the mistake of not throwing more at such an expansive story from the comics. It needed more time, more budget, more people, more time to breathe. But I feel like Secret Invasion's shortcomings was all due to the writer's strike. I wonder what we could have gotten if Hollywood had not been hit with it at all. Either way, we do have great setups for the Marvels, Captain America Brave New World, and for Armor Wars. With Ritson declaring war on the Skrulls and pretty much anybody who's not from Earth, the paranoia is now running high in the MCU and everything with it, everything's going to change in interesting ways. But it's too late to save Secret Invasion from its fate. It didn't quite run across the finish line as expected. But it's not a complete disaster either. I give it a solid C. We'll be right back with the last call. So that's it and that's all. It's time for the last call. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this episode. You could have been doing anything, but you decided to hang out with me for a little while. And believe me when I tell you that I appreciate it. I truly do appreciate it. I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. Hey, look, it's time for our weekend watch list before we get out of here. And I know last week I said that we had no weekend watch list. And I know I said that I was giving up my streaming channels. And I did. I gave up all my streaming channels except for two. One of them I am paying for, but it's through my phone bill. So I'm actually not actually paying anything extra for it because they give it to me for free and the other two that i keep hey guess what i they're free so i am going to watch things through that and we can talk about them and the other things that i want to watch that we talk about I, I have my ways i won't tell you what those ways are but i'm pretty sure you can guess and i'm pretty sure you know how to do it too so i am going to keep watching things and we're going to keep talking about them and i actually talked to a rep from sag after and from uh from the wga and they told me outlets like me people who do reviews and talk about the things on tv we can actually keep doing what we're doing without being scabs without crossing their picket lines and that is good because i am actually trying to highlight the good work of writers and actors and the people who do the things we love why because i believe in their art forms and i believe that they should be paid fairly for what they do so i want the amptp to hear my words get back to the table talk it out hash this out pay the people what they're supposed to be paid and let's get back to doing things the way the way we actually love to do them but that's beside the point so i'm going to tell you what the weekend watch list is now so on hulu if you don't have hulu figure out some other way to watch it i'm pretty sure you can find it uh justified prime evil is our series pick this week 
Now Justified was the original series. This is a follow-up to the series. Same same main character played by Timothy Oliphant, uh, Raylan Givens. Uh, but this one is actually set in Detroit. So the original story uh, that was called Fire in a Hole was written by a gentleman from Detroit. And this follow-up series uh, to it was also written by the same gentleman. And this is set in Detroit. So I am watching it. I've seen the first two episodes already. Fantastic so far. If you've never watched anything to do with Justified before you watch this, this worries first and then watch justified city primeval it is a fantastic cop procedural but it is more than that it is uh, it is just a fantastic series trust me if you've never watched it you need to watch it our nostalgia pick is also on on hulu if you have hulu if not find out some other way to watch it uh castle now if you know nathan fillion from uh from firefly and and, and and his other things and the fact that he's voiced a couple of the green lanterns and will be doing green lantern again and, and a couple of uh, other upcoming dc uh properties he's gone nathan fillion in this one is great and he stars alongside stana kachik um nathan fillion plays uh richard castle who is a it was a crime novelist and comes to find out that there is a copycat killer killing people uh based on some of the crimes inside of his novel so he teams up with stana kachik's care uh character beckett in order to solve the crimes uh around these around these mysteries because he's bored and and, and you know along the way they fall in love you know how it's gonna go before you even watch it but yeah it may be a little cliche but it's, it's still an actual funny and a lot of fun inside the series so that's castle if you've never watched it watch that also our animation picks is over on plex p-l-e-x it is a free streaming site just like tubi but they still have a lot of really good uh movies and anime and other things on it so if you don't have either one of those sites pick them up they are very good alternatives to a lot of the other sites uh but our animation pick is brave 10 nice older anime i want to say it's from 2007 uh something like that i want to say it was it's early 2000s but it's a really good anime it's called brave 10 uh our last call drink we actually going two weeks in a row with the last call drink um like i said remember i said it was been a weird week so i'm going to go with a weird drink for our last call drink this week how about a capri sun cocktail and yeah you didn't know you could do that did you yes you can make a cocktail out of a capri sun and they are really good i've done this a handful of times already and it was good every single time i've had it so uh if you're going to need one capri sun pouch any kind of do i guess uh some white rum uh, a little bit of room uh rum uh another type of rum some maraschino juice uh lemon juice and a lemon wedge for garnish if you want to see how to make it it'll be over on the instagram page but you basically throw all those together shake it up pour it into a glass and enjoy uh or you can pour it back into the pouch and sip it with the, sip it with the straw that came with the sun uh with the capri sun cocktail pouch either way it is really good uh that's all for this week's episode i want again thank you very much for tuning in i appreciate you uh, like i say every single time thank you because you could have been doing anything else but you decided to tune in and listen to me rattle alone about all the things i love and uh, i appreciate you doing it uh, very much um listen next monday this coming monday tune back in for a special episode where i review um they clone tyrone why yes i know it's on netflix and i'm not watching it through netflix i told you i have my ways but it is such a good showing with jamie fox and john boyega and i forgot the uh, young lady's name at the, uh, right at this moment but we are going to talk about it because it is a must watch at all costs everybody needs to watch the clone tyrone because it's not just funny 
but it's poignant to the uh to everything that's going on in the world especially with them telling us that aliens are real and <laughs> yeah yeah we talked about that already uh but yeah we're gonna talk about that on monday and then we'll do our regular episode on friday with other things like the news and more going on with the wga strike and the sag after strike so besides that we will end the episode the same way we always always do so for my producer nikki rev i say to you god bless i love you and peace see you monday you're listening to the tweakle podcast